whenever you're ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, hey, Todd. How's it going, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How about you? Uh, I just, you know what? It is snowing outside right now, and it's like minus four degrees, and <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of this. It's, I don't know if we're going to get a summertime here, Todd. It feels like we live in a desolate land that will not see the sun again, so... Yesterday I was in my shop and I was like, man, I'm getting so much done, but I just feel like I'm in a funk and I didn't know why. And I look outside and I was like, oh yeah, that's why. It's just gray skies and snowing. So didn't want to start the show like that, but that's how I am right now. I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> I'm going to crawl under a rock and never come out again. <laughs> but in uh, hopefully more brighter news, how are you doing? Uh... Doing, doing all right. I, you know, can't complain. Right on. That's never stopped me before, but hey. Yeah. Nobody listens anyways, do they? <laughs> no, the only <sighs> people that listen are the ones that want to take notes and then use that against you later. Yep. Yep. So he doesn't like frogs, cloudy days, or Twinkies. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. So what have you guys been doing? Anything? Yard work there? Um, the yard work. I got to start mowing again today. Oh, fun, fun. Before the rain. Mm. So uh, do you have like different like uh, times of the year where insects are abnormally bad? Yes, if the sun is out. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. No, yeah, we I mean, we don't, yeah, yes, we do, but we have a, uh, exterminator, so. No, oh, okay. Yeah, usually in the, in the springtime, it's when we can, spring, early summer, we can have like just real bad mosquitoes and kind of curious what they're going to be like this year. Last year, they were pretty bad. Usually, once you get towards the fall, the mosquitoes are gone, but then other things are there, and it's just like, uh, that's the one thing, is it starting to mildly warm up here. We've had the odd nice day, and they'd be outside, and all of a sudden, there's like a fly buzzing around. It's like, oh, yeah, it's been a heck of a while since I've seen one of them. But, oh, man, like, like the snow's actually sticking to the driveway right now. Like, it snowed all day yesterday, but everything was just wet. It was like above freezing. And like, I actually look out now and there's, I see white and I'm just like, seriously, man, I am done with this garbage. What happened to global warming? You know, come on. Where's that threat that now we pay to carbon taxes over? <laughs> How dare you? I know. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got to call it climate change now. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They oh, can't yeah. say I'm wrong. We just have to call it something different. That's right. Exactly. It, the, where the label cannot be used to disprove its own theory, so like global warming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
But yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I've been working on uh, getting back into grinding out knives in my shop. I'm trying to, you know, I have become the worst guy at sharing things on Instagram and YouTube for that matter. No, no, I, th- I think that title's still mine. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, but if you say if you look at where when we were performing at our best at sharing to where we are now, I'm definitely falling off more than you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I used, I used to share every single day. No, I don't know why. I just just don't. Maybe it's like during moving and stuff. Like, I think part of it is like when you're just doing a whole bunch of signs. Like when we shift our focus to doing signs, you can't really share anything exciting, right? You you can say like, "Hey, here's a drum sander. Hey, this is how I sand the edges. Hey, this is me staining a sign." And then like for the next four weeks, it's the exact same thing. So there's nothing to share, you know. But I think it just got out of habit then. And I always keep thinking, oh, man, I'll, I'll be like working on something. And I'm like, I could have just like uh, I was grinding. I ground two knives, not yesterday, the day before. And I ground them so thin. Like, have you ever seen where they take the edge and they roll it on a little piece of or just run it over your nail? Yeah. And you see the deflection. Yeah. So and these were both. Oh, I forgot what was it? S30V, I think. Two kitchen knives. And I had them that thin. And the one of them was one-eighth stock to begin with. And it was like an inch and a half bevel. I mean, this sucker is just, it's going to be a laser. Unfortunately, there's a little bit of, of a spot at the top where there's a flat. And I accidentally touched the belt there, so I can't sell it. So it's my knife now. But, um, like, I was grinding these things so thin. And the grinding was going so good. And then... Later on, I was, I think at lunch, I was looking at Instagram and I was watching the, some reels that came up and I'm literally watching reels of guys grinding knives. I'm like, wow, that's cool. I'm like, I could have just made one of those. <laughs> you know, all I have to do is sit my camera there and press the record button and then share it. But I don't know. I don't know. Just don't, don't ever think about it. And then I had, uh, I redid a knife. Like the, there's a kitchen knife I forged. It was going to be for my parents, but I'm sure there's a thing in it that I, I'm convinced is a crack. And so I thought, well, I can't give this away. So keep this one, make them a different one. And I never noticed it, but in, for some reason, like the belly, instead of having like a curve all the way along on the edge, there's one spot where it just very mildly goes up, like not even flat, but so it's almost like the cutting edge is S-shaped. And you wouldn't notice it. And then when I was doing some real fine chopping, I was like, why? What's wrong with this knife? Is it dull? And it was really a stupid mistake because there's no way you should ever make a knife like that. And so I looked down. I'm like, oh, no kidding. Like there's literally a part where, I don't know, maybe a centimeter of the blade doesn't contact a cutting board if you just rest it on there. And so I thought, well, I got to reprofile this. So I reprofiled it. And I thought, you know what? Let's get carried away on the grinds here. And so I went and I just took those grinds. I made the flats about twice as high as they were and kind of blended them. I always used to limit myself so where the blade drops down on like a, on a kitchen knife, that's always where I would have the bevel stop. But I thought, you know, why can't you go up into like much higher on the blade and you could just have like um, a plunge line like you would on a, on an outdoor knife, you know what I mean? And so I was like, I'm going to start goofing around with this. And so I went in and I, I probably ground the bevels twice as high. So they're like full length and then... Um, grown in a distal taper and man I can hold a piece of paper towel up and it cuts it like it's paper just that thing is so slicey 
So I was kind of excited about that. I might have to start doing some kitchen knives and, and just... Like, they remind me more of the Japanese knives that we bought, like, that are just really light, and they're, they're like lasers. Like, I don't know. They're just wieldy, and, and I was cutting onions with them the other day, and it's kind of like you set the knife on the onion, and you barely move it, and it just goes right through it. It's just, it's crazy. But that's what I've been doing for the last couple of days. How about yourself? Uh, nothing. I have been doing nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Don't you get bored reading of that? A little. You know, I've been reading a little blue book, studying. Oh yeah. Nothing. Right on. Wondering about things, you know. Doing some thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had time to do nothing. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. So, like, Mother's Day rush is kind of coming, and that's picking up, and then the kids' stuff. It's just like, ay, yay, ay. Like, uh, Yeah, I would not be doing nothing if I had a choice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I hate the I hate the medical profession. Mm-hmm. I do. I hate almost everyone who's ever even uh, not just people that are on TikTok and that watch TikTok, but they don't let have thought about downloading the app. Mm. Why is that? I just do. Huh. You know, it's, it's funny, like, I've never, I've never, it's, people talk, oh, find me on TikTok, and I'm like, that's a world I'll never know. <laughs> like, I've never, I never even looked at it in the app store. I just, I, I read this article about what it is and what it does, and I'm like, wow, you, you give them full access to all of your personal information across all of your devices. Are you stupid? <laughs> like, oh, but you got to do it to grow on social media. I'm like, yeah cool sell your soul that's that's great people you know it's funny people don't um they don't value personal security anymore social media has made people just throw it all away it's like you know what if this is what it takes if if if, if i'm gonna get famous or people are gonna notice me or i'm gonna get lots of views it is worth letting everybody see every single thing about my life and people are just like Phew. They don't think about that anymore. It's like, ah, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> you know? It seems crazy, doesn't it? Yes. Ugh. No one thinks for themselves. And I think everybody trusts that everything's just going to be okay all the time. And we're all going to be fine. Nothing bad is going to happen. There's no bad apples, no bad characters. We That's can throw funny. caution to the wind. <laughs> Because everybody thinks that until, you know, till shit they start goes talking south. about things I collect. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they're just evil, inanimate objects that can kill you at a moment's notice without any kind of outside influence. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No. Well, yep. aren't you a special kind of stupid? Exactly. 
Yeah, we haven't had a good gun chat on this podcast for a while. <sighs> we, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to start <clears throat> shooting some critters here. We have, uh, this is the time of year magpies are making nests. And my least favorite bird on earth. Well, there's two of them. Okay, my first one is a killdeer. My second one is a magpie. And thankfully, we don't have killdeer around here. At our old house, we had them like crazy because they like like gardens or grass areas and they don't like to be near trees. They like, they're a prairie bird. They like to see what's going down. So we don't have them here, but we have magpies like crazy and they're building the nests and you'll see them. They'll be picking up little branches from the ground and then fly up into a tree. But coming up here, and if you're an animal lover, this is the time to shut the podcast off because this is really going to hurt your feelings. But um, they have their young, and there's a time, probably like a one to two week period, where they're big enough to come out of the nest, but they can't fly. So they hop around the tree branches. <laughs> and so that's when I go with a pellet gun, and you can literally stand there and just shoot eight magpies, like pop, 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 pop. And uh, it deals with the problem, and it just, whoosh. so that's coming up here soon. Got to get ready for that. Uh, my little guy, my youngest just bought a little CO2 uh, pellet gun, little revolver in 177 caliber. So he's having fun with that. We got to cite that in for him yet, but he's trying to get gophers and stuff like that. But uh, And if that hurts your feelings, ladies and gentlemen, go back and listen to some of our early shows. <laughs> We talk about things such, you know, such as, I don't know, drowning (laughs) kittens. Yeah, that's right. Did we actually talk about that here? Yes. We said it on the podcast? Yes. (laughs) Oh, it was even worse than just saying, you know, it's a fact of um, homestead life. Uh, Yeah, it was way worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad, you know. (laughs) Hey. You got to speak the truth, right? People are too sensitive now, far too sensitive. You want to grow your channel? You have to get on TikTok. You want to kill all social media for yourself? Yeah, talk about drowning kittens. Yep, no kidding. Yeah. Yesterday, a fox came right through the backyard, just walking around, slinking like, hey, do 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 and then, man, there's like a coyote problem here. Like, I don't know if I've seen as much wildlife. Maybe it's because I live here now. But even before, I mean, I've spent a lot of time here. Man, I, I think three days we had between from Saturday till Tuesday. Three, three of those days, we had a whole herd of deer come through our backyard. And I'm talking like 20 deer and within 10 feet of the house. And then, I don't know, like two to three times a week, we see like three or four coyotes walking through the yard, like at a time, not just a lone coyote. And then yesterday was a lone wolf. And every morning we get up, there's these two mallards. They're like a mating pair. They're right underneath their bathroom window. (laughs) I don't know what they're doing there, but (laughs) oh, there's so many critters. It's crazy. But. It's kind of exciting too. The Canadian geese are starting to come back and fly over. And do you guys ever get geese migrations heading over? You probably do. Hey, not so much here. Oh, okay. We had them in down the eastern coast, you know, mm-hmm. but not so much right here. We got a lot of ducks. Okay. 
we we get a lot of snow geese flying over at this time of year. And man, those critters are big. Um, here I want to see. They are huge. Like when they fly over, it's it's like a. You got a Canadian goose. They look like twice the size. Can't find yeah. I'm just trying to look up information on how big they actually are, but they're massive. But yeah, we get a bunch of them, and we're driving. We're coming back from the city, and there's a, a whole bunch of them flying, you know, like they do in a V. And they were probably about like, I don't know, 30, 40 feet above the ground. And so I opened up the uh, the roof. I was like, well, we might get crapped on, but it lined up perfectly. And I slowed down, and they flew right over top of it. It felt like I could reach out and touch them, but you could just hear the air like like going over their wings was so cool. They are a big old bird. So we've got a lot of those. Wingspan of 90, that's not, the lesser snow goose. Because they're way bigger than that. Anyways, they're a big bird. Look like they could carry you away. Yeah. yeah. I've never been a big bird hunter. Wanted to, but never, never really went down that road. But I knew some guys there at the club in maryland that were huge geese hunters and duck hunters and this guy was talking about his him and his brother lease property and uh they hunt everything out there and they were geese hunting his brother shot a geese a goose and uh the the goose i guess he decided if i'm out of here so are you because it, it was like falling from the sky, aiming right at him. Really? And uh, his brother was like, oh, I got one, I got one. And everybody's like, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> it hit him right in the clavicle. Really? Yep. That's funny. All right, cool, good one for the goose. Yeah. You know, since they took away lead shot, it's amazing how hard it is to drop a goose. That stupid steel shot, like, I, I, I don't know, I've never really been big into it, but I probably did two seasons trying to goose hunt. The problem is, like, I got friends that are uh, big into hunting, like, well, one's a fish and wildlife officer, and his dad has, like, the Al Alberta record for pronghorn antelope, but um, very, it's kind of like gold guys with their fishing holes, right? They won't take you there, and... Like nah, no. Nah. Like they've, they're all their cousins go out. They've got a couple hundred goose decoys. They got their blinds, and, and they go get their limit every day. Like they bake out every single season. Nope, won't take you with us. And I'm like you jerk. So, anyways, I tried hunting myself, but it's amazing. I found a really good spot. It was kind of on the on a hill as it would kind of fly down into this little lake, and man, and I was shooting twelve gauge three and a half inch magnums. Oh. They had to be close. Like, you'd, you'd shoot them, you'd see a couple feathers fly, and they just acted like nothing happened. You'd see them land in the water and carry on. Like, I'm sure you leave a little BB in them here or there, but to actually drop a bird, man, without... And I, I mean, I remember back in the days with lead shot and just boom, right? Like, you could reach out and touch them, but this all... And I, I kind of get it, I guess, but man, does it ever suck. Stupid steel shot. As a 
I was out here with my parents one year shooting uh, for ducks, and uh, I was by myself, and I had hip waders on. I was going into the marsh, and the cattails were pretty high. Like, they were higher than I was. So all I was really doing, you just walk around, and you'll scare something up, and then they take off. And this one is going out, and this duck is a mallard, uh, a hen, took off, and it kind of started circling kind of around, sort of. And <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking of the way I shot it. I ended up taking a shot straight up into the air. <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped it and I saw it coming down and I was like, okay. And as I started walking towards it, all of a sudden <laughs> started hailing BBs on me. <laughs> and the water around me is going, all the BBs I launched up were coming back at me. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot. They kind of sting a little bit. Not, not bad, but it's like, <laughs> that was dumb. But fun stuff. I had uh, one time, so like in the nineties, Lee, I was, I think that's like when the first time Levi's came out with loose fitting jeans. You remember when those were super popular? Yes. The big wide legs. And now you look back now and they're stupid. Anyways, I was working and they were like 60 bucks a pair, which was a lot of money back then, but I thought I'm going to buy some. And then there's also this thing where, you know, some, if you had certain holes, there's not big, like ripped knees or anything like that, but just hole here, hole there. And you could buy them like that, and they're more expensive. And I thought, you know what? I bet I could, I could reproduce this with a shotgun. And so I went and I took an old, an old towel, like an old beach towel. I hung it up in the trees, and my dad had a twelve gauge, an old pump with a multi choke on it. Have you ever seen those multi chokes? Yeah. So, anyways, I got it to a nice wide spread, and then stepped back, boom, shot this towel, and I looked, and yeah, like maybe every foot there's a little BB hole. I thought, you know what? That is absolutely perfect. So I went and bought, bought a pair of these brand new jeans. I literally hadn't even washed them or worn them. I hung them up. <laughs> and somebody must have changed the joke. <laughs> and I blew a hole. I blew the crotch right out of these things. <laughs> like, oh, shoot, shoot. Oh, I was so mad. My mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I tried it with a towel and it looked cool. Brand new pair of jeans just blew the crotch right out of them. Oh, I was mad. It was like the same distance, same tree and everything. Just boom. And that was the last time I shot that gun. I don't trust that one anymore. But I could see them being pretty handy. You know, like, depending on where you're hunting, if you're kind of like, okay, they're flying out ways, a couple clicks. You got a nice tight pattern, and then you're real close. A couple clicks, you got widespread, but... Yeah, what what like a full choke and what's the other word for it? Modified. Modified, and there's another one, right? Full choke, modified, and then because my twelve gauge has three tubes, maybe semi modified. No, I don't know. Oh, open. Open. Yes. Yeah. Zod. All I can think about is your hands on somebody's throat. You can't have it open and choke at the same time. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I haven't shot my shotgun for a long time. It's been a couple of years, I think. Yeah, just stay up late the other night, and uh, we've had that skunk floating around the front yard, and then uh, then he thought he was going to be a Precious little guy and go rolling something. Oh, no. It smelled like a skunk, Ugh. but not like full-on skunk. 
Mm-hmm. Probably a skunk pee, but anyway. Mm. So now Danette said, skunk must die. I'm like, ah, I don't want to kill him. You trap but, him. So I uh, saw him. He was in the right off the driveway uh, and went out and shot the gravel about six inches behind him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey. Because, you know, some of the rot oh, yeah, yeah. sprayed him. And he's like, hey, I think I need to leave. Yeah. Haven't seen him since. So. Well, that's good. When, they had, when about 10 of them were having a staff meeting last year, and I went out and shot blanks over their head, they uh, didn't see him again. So maybe, maybe hmm. they're not as dumb as they smell. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty nasty, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think we had deer bedded down like right between the shop and the house because you know you get up on a wild animal you smell the animal yeah like that scent that's in their hair oh like I was I was walking to the shop yesterday morning and I'm looking around because I'm like seriously I, I smell a deer like there's a deer right here like you know you know I've shot a couple deer and afterwards you as soon as you get on them you smell the animal and it was so strong for about an hour it was really weird so I, I think maybe they were bedded down and then they left and maybe their scent was still on the on the grass but I kept looking in the trees I'm like they got to be right here I can smell them it was like perfectly calm and it was kind of snowing I'm like I can smell these suckers but they weren't there But yep, yep, yep. I'm I'm interested for a moose. We've, I've seen moose around here before, and uh, I've seen moose tracks out in the field. I just can't wait to wake up one morning and have a big old moose standing in the backyard. They're not common, but it's also not, you know, like I, I'd say once a year, you could probably find a moose around here. I think they kind of get lost. You know, if you go down just south of our place here, a little ways we've got like the bow river and that bow river runs through the mountains and comes down and so it's it's kind of like anytime you have one of those you get the valley you can get so many critters that just start going along the river and the vegetation stays very similar right so even though we're on the bald prairies you know you're up on the plat like up in the fields there's absolutely not a tree to be found and then you just look at the bow river a hundred yards away, it drops down and it's like this beautiful ravine with the river flowing through it. So it's interesting. Um, we've got friends that live on a golf course that are right on the river and some of the animals that they have pictures of, it's just crazy. I'm like, wow, that that's insane. Like something that you would never, ever think you could ever see here, Southern Alberta on the prairies. It's like, oh, right there, but just because of the river. I think that's what happens to some of these moose too, but. They also get lazy. There's a moose that lives near Rocky Ford and it it's it lives with the cows. Like the farmer puts hay out for it and it it's been there for years. I've seen it before on my bicycle and I've heard people talk about it. It's like, no, nope, this farmer has it. Like it, it kind of goes away when the farmer comes out in his tractor and it's always there for years. But make for some easy hunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You ever do much hunting? Yeah, I used to. Not yeah. here. Back, back in like Montana. I want to I be hunting here, but 
Nope. What's up? What do they hunt for there? Uh, everything. Yeah. You know, turkey, squirrel, rabbit, deer, deer. If you go to the eastern side of the state, you can get into an elk lottery. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to hunt for deer here because I know there's a where there is a couple of nice, good-sized buck, but, um, oh, God, what is it? Uh, ah, there's an up sweep in the um, uh, deer population that's been affected with uh, that deer disease. Oh, CWD. And yeah, I'm, you know, I don't want to play the lottery like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you guys have mandatory testing there? Not mandatory. Oh, okay. So even here, like, we had CWD. I think it was really bad in Saskatchewan that started moving its way west. And it's funny, every year, like, the different wild management units will be like, oh, now this one has mandatory testing. Oh, this one has mandatory testing. And so, like, like my, this property I'm in now was in 212. And it was always like, no, we recommend it, but it's not mandatory. And then I think it's two or three years ago it became mandatory. But um, I listen to the Meat Eater podcast a lot, and they talk about you know whether eating a deer infected with cwd has any there's no proof whatsoever that if you know eating the meat cooking it properly there's any risks to it but and so that's a question they'll often ask different guests it's like listen nobody's proven that it that it can transfer to human beings but if you shot a deer you know you, you butcher it up you got it in your freezer a couple of days later you find out it was positive for cwd what are you doing with that meat <laughs> They always ask that question. I'm I'm kind of the same way. It's like, yeah, I don't know if I could really. Uh, don't it, it's not worth it, you know. Like, I don't like the idea of wasting a resource like an animal. You know, I think if you kill something, you sh you should use it, unless it, you're doing it for like nuisance reasons. But, um, yeah. Even yeah for the rednecks, it's wasting disease. I just remembered, but the. Uh, yeah, I think one of the disease. reasons, one of the primary reasons, whether the, anybody will admit it or not, here that is not mandatory. When we share a lot of the same population with a neighboring state where it is mandatory, here it's still legal to, if you kill a deer or if you hit one, uh, roadkill, you can still give it to the food shelters and homeless. Oh, really? Yeah, so, you know, hmm. there might be some sick hope that you know giving a tainted deer to the homeless you know takes care of that problem for you <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> oh no, i wouldn't i wouldn't i say two years ago would have agreed with you now i wouldn't put money on the no one would do that side of the argument especially right. here hmm that's cruel. <clears throat> yeah. We, uh, uh, an area closer to the western part of this state um, has a huge homeless issue right now. Mm -hmm. And they went through and got moved a bunch. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't tell you where they moved them. Mm -hmm. They don't. 
Absolutely not. And then one of the local news, eight, uh, you know, local news channel people are trying to find out, and they haven't they've been unsuccessful so far. But what they have been able to find out is one of those uh, liberal politicians that everyone loves so much that don't. They don't want to do anything about the homeless, including acknowledge them. They're the, they were the ones behind moving them. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't think it had any any uh, bearing on their decision, but it was getting really close to their neighborhood and their kid's school. Hmm. Yeah. This ever-expanding homeless encampment. Yeah, those are crazy, aren't they? It's okay as long as it's in somebody else's neighborhood. Yeah. I don't want them around here. And I have a I have a huge problem with people that put up with large homeless encampments. Yeah. Because normally they're all, I don't know, on somebody else's property, private property, um, public use land, things like that. Mm-hmm. And they're in public use land. They're normally in an area where there's not a whole lot of it. Yeah. Right. So... If you're a sportsman of any kind, whether it's from hiking to hunting, and you want to use public land, then you can't because, you know, you got a bunch of weirdos out there. Mm-hmm. And I I will go to my grave standing on this hill that the overwhelming majority of homeless are not ones that make a informed, rational decision. You know what? I just want to be... Off the grid, I don't want to, you know, yeah. I just want to be a hobo, an old-fashioned hobo for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the people that are causing all these problems. You know, it's people with mental health issues. It's um, people, it's white people with dreadlocks. <laughs> it's cultural appropriation, too. God. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know what? Like, I always have a a soft spot for homeless people, like, in a certain sense. But at the same time, like, I agree. Like, like uh, first of all, I'm like, okay, well, where are they going to live? Like, what if things really are that bad? And the second time, I'm like, because here's the thing. Like, I don't, like, I was born with certain privilege, right? I mean, not, not a lot. I mean, I grew up, I, I always had, I never got new clothes. It was always thrift store clothes. But I, I think, you are white after all, Jeremy. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you know, you know, but I mean, like, you know, but I, I think part one of the big privileges I was born with is I was born with parents who worked hard and taught me to work hard. I don't think that's a privilege well, it, 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 to be I born. I think that's the baseline. Yes, but I think the average person's below baseline. I mean, everybody like fact of the matter, we're a lazy generation. Uh, lazy society. So my privilege was that, hey, you know what? My parents realized the value of a, of labor. They realized that if you work, you make money. And if you teach your kids to work, they'll they'll have a better chance of making it. And, you know, like I've got cousins who are like food stamp kind of like on that. They're, they're like one step away from being homeless. And I my aunt and uncle who raised them, they didn't believe in working hard. 
they're just like, you know, he would get a job driving a truck and then work as few hours as he could. And he had six kids and they never really had money, but they always kind of scraped by. And, you know, I don't know. Well, so, that's causation, not correlation. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But like, like, I mean, and honestly, I mean, so there's no reason why I'm not somebody else, right? I mean, I, I know you, you have some personal responsibility for your decisions you make, but some, not every, I don't believe everyone's given the exact same opportunity. Um, I think you should just have, have the same opportunity like for advancement, but no other words, it's like, okay, you're born into a family uh, that only has $20,000 left on their house mortgage and you've got $5,000 into your college fund by the time you're 10 years old. And that's not everybody's like that, right? Like it's, it's, I, I guess it's a weird way and maybe a very inarticulate way of saying I have a soft spot and I kind of feel bad for the homeless people, but then I'm also like, okay, um, you know, in a city, all the public spaces, all the, you know, around the buildings downtown, that is all paid for by taxpaying dollars and it's public use areas. You got parks downtown. Like I look at some of the encampments in the city of Calgary and I'm kind of like, well, you know, they people need to live there too. But I'm also like, first of all, they're actually not paying to maintain uh, or build, look after that, that land that they're sitting on. Maybe they have in the past, maybe they did pay taxes, but there's people here that are working their butts off that are paying for this that can't use it because it's not safe. So it's like, yeah, you need to get rid of them. Like you need to just corral them all up, put them in a cattle truck and haul them off. But then again, it's like, where do you haul them to? <laughs> you know, I, I think the big problem is family. Like I think people's mental health should not lay on a taxpayer dollar. Like it, you know, some complete utter stranger that I don't know who's just gone berserk, that's not my problem. I shouldn't have to pay for treatment. Now, where's his mom? Where's his dad? Where's his aunt? Where's his uncle? Where's his cousin? Okay? They're the ones that are responsible for him. You look after yourself as a family. And then even close-knit friends. Rather, you say, say you've got a teenage kid who's like going through a hard time, and he's like, okay, he's starting to mess around with some drugs, and it's like, okay, his, his family, his close neighbors need to be like, you know what, we're going to get you help. We need to get you through this. Instead, it's kind of like, hey, government, can you help us, please? And and the government wants us all just to run to them. Like, oh, we will solve your problems. But then they can't because there's too many. Like, they just can't solve the problems. What are you going to do? Hire like four billion caseworkers? Like, I don't know. It's it's such a tough problem. And uh, there's a certain sense where I feel so insensitive saying, get all these homeless people out of here. Just scoop them up and cruise them somewhere else. And it kind of sounds insensitive, but at the same time, literally, why do they have a right to have that instead of somebody who's actually paying taxes, actually contributing to society, you know? It's like, sorry, you have less rights. <laughs> you're a drag on society. You make things unsafe. You're spreading diseases, drugs, scram. But yeah, then it's kind of like, don't, don't send them outside of town this way because I don't want them on my property. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, one a tough the, situation. One of the things that one of the, one of the only lessons I would be willing to accept from modern socialistic European countries would be on one country's lesson about homelessness. Some forward-thinking person back in the I don't know seventies or eighties decided that it would be illegal 
to be homeless unless you're in that country's capital city. And so they moved all the homeless people. There, I mean, there wasn't a great number of them, but there was enough to where if they put them all in the capital city, you'd notice them. And what that did was force the politicians and the people that made the decision to do something about it. Hmm. And I don't know what they did, but the country is nice and clean hmm. now. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like I've, I, I don't know of any cities that have come up with the solution to combat homelessness. Like I've, I've never heard a good solution and I haven't thought of one myself. Like, like when I think about the problem of homelessness, I'm like, man, how do you fix this? Like, and I've, I've played through things like, okay, well, why don't you incentivize employers to offer jobs for these people? I'm like, that's a great idea. And then like, I've managed crews before and I've, you know, there's certain uh, right to work laws and stuff like that, prevailing wage laws. And so, you know, there's often jobs where I was the only one from our company from Canada that was allowed to be there because I had specialized knowledge. I knew how this stuff was supposed to go together and I had to hire all local people. And man, working in Baltimore there, I don't know how many people I went through. You get a guy and he's like got 10 smoke breaks. And it's like, sorry, dude, we got a, a deadline. We're working for Southwest Airlines. We've got a reputation to uphold. We have to have this project done in three weeks and you are not even carrying a, a broom sweeper share of the load. So goodbye. And so, you know, you take these homeless people that, let's just say it, they're probably not going to be all-star employees. And now you're going to tie up some type of a manager position or a supervisor position, trying to get this person to, you know, start contributing, start being valuable to the company, which would ultimately be the best thing for that homeless person. But, you know, it's like, okay, so this guy takes 10 times the effort as just a young kid out of high school who's ready to work. So then I'm like, okay, maybe that isn't the right solution because now you're punishing companies and saying, hey, you know, we're going to try and incentivize you to hire these homeless people and get them back on their feet. But you don't like, it's going to take way more resources than likely you'll get reimbursed for or incentivized to do, you know, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a tough problem. I think of all the modern social problems. I think one of the most complicated in my mind that I don't understand is homelessness. I've got rapid fire solutions for everything else. <laughs> shoot them, shoot them. <laughs> no. I, uh, I was so close to being homeless twice in my life really? before I could, before I was in control of my own life. Uh, you know, I was a minor, but I mean, underage, not that I went into under the ground and dug coal. Coal you miner. Know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a minor, not a minor. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this is where I'm different than most people that uh, on their opinions with homelessness that are otherwise good people, right? You know, they're charitable Christian people. Here's where I deviate from them because I was almost homeless twice. And I didn't like the thought of that. So when it be, did become my choice, when I was able to do something about it, when I was 
physically large enough to go out and mow grass and make money for myself. That's what I did. Because I'm not living under a bridge mm-hmm. or wherever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have done... I have done some jobs in my life that suck worse, literally, than shoveling poop with a rubber spoon. Mm. Uh, And it was because I had a family to take care of, and I didn't want to be homeless. Mm. Those things aside, I believe it is a responsible adult job, their responsibility to be productive, not just a member of society, but productive for themselves. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and there's a job out there for everybody. Somebody says, oh, I can't find a job. No, one, you're lying. I can go find you a job within two hours. Mm-hmm. Might not one you you enjoy. Might not be one where you could scroll through TikTok six hours a day. Well, okay. 21 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be a job. Yep. And it would put a little bit of money in your pocket and food in your belly. Mm-hmm. Um, but some parts of our humanity, some parts of our society, are so far on the other side of that argument now, I don't think we'll ever get it back. Yeah, that's true. Unless... Those of us that work for a living are willing to um, put a clothespin on our nose and look the other way long enough for those people to die of starvation. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I couldn't, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. Uh... Well, speaking of homelessness and hunger, I think I'm going to be uh, doing a prime rib this weekend. No, right on. <laughs> yeah man i would love to think about barbecue but i just looking at snow piling up outside hey if you had that smoker done i know i mean snow is a good time for that's true smoking that's true it yeah the cooler the weather it's a lot easier to control the heat you know it is but uh, i haven't even started on that project yet i should do it should you know, do it. I I don't know. One of the things that's been making me scratch my head is this week, you know, you want to, you like, you like what somebody does. You like a lot about what they uh, stand for. Mm-hmm. And then they just take a left turn in the middle of an emergency situation and completely, utterly leave all those cool beliefs behind and not want to acknowledge nor even think that they did leave all those cool beliefs behind. Uh, one of the, uh, I guess, gun channels I watch or used to watch, uh, but they did a lot more than just guns, right? And... I don't really don't want to speak to who it is because of this next part. Back when he was in his professional life, he did a lot of uh, contracting for the government 
and security related issue information information security mm-hmm. cyber security stuff right and he's built his whole social media presence on uh constitutional rights and you can't trust the government believe me i used to work for them you can't trust them they're you know they don't care blah 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 um the industrial military complex blah 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 right all mm-hmm. that and then it comes along covid and they have behind the scenes horrible uh not like argument fights, but, you know, just philosophical disagreements that they can't overcome between them and other uh, 2A related channels, right? Well, if you're not going to wear a mask, screw you, I can't be around you. If you're not going to get the vaccine, which is proven science, government, and everybody's looking at them like, really? Hmm. That's funny coming from you. You know, a month ago before COVID, you were saying that nobody can trust the government. Nobody can trust the uh, pharmaceutical companies and the this and that and the other. Now, oh, my Lord, because you got weak knees, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just funny to me. Yeah. And they, to this, here we are in 2023, and the guy still doesn't realize what a doofus he was. And mm. is. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, you know, so here's something that, that is you'll never hear in mainstream media, but the amount of young people dying from heart attacks is absolutely skyrocketed. Phenomenal. Like, and I don't understand why. Maybe I do because I, I don't know. I No, I don't understand. I mean... Here's the thing. I, I I understood that I am not at high risk of this COVID. I'm not saying I knew what it was and knew everything, but I, hey, I'm not high risk. I'm not afraid. And this vaccine is not, yeah, it doesn't smell trustworthy to me. So in that case, screw it. Not interested. Thank you. And then when my government jumps on the bandwagon and, and says, you're not a real citizen anymore, you know, Oh, shoot. Something just happened to my... I can't... Okay, there we go. You know, when my government says, oh, you're not a citizen, you're not allowed to be normal, you're not allowed to go to restaurants, you're not allowed to be in public places, I'm like, okay, this is just freaky. Like, there's no way on earth a human being should accept this as normal or okay. Um, But, like, so personally, I know three people... Well, like I'm, you know, involved with them in hockey or something like that, that are my age or younger that have all died since COVID. And it's all been a heart attack. And everybody's just pretending that, yeah, it's normal. You know, there's a billboard that says uh, myocarditis, like these heart attacks in young people, is no- it's normal and it's always been. They actually put a billboard up to say that. And I'm like, man, like you always wonder how much stuff's going on in the background just burying 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 stuff like in my opinion man this the government should be in jail for the rest of their lives like it should be start over anyone who said you better get vaccinated and if it here's the thing i'm not an anti-vaxxer okay i've got other vaccinations um 
No, I went one time and I got a flu shot back when like the avian bird flu was like everybody's freaked out about it. Swine flu and all this stuff. People are scared. I got the flu shot. And that year I got the flu four times. And I hadn't had a flu 10 years before that. And so I thought, you know what? I don't think these flu shots are for me. Opt not to get them. And then every time you're in the, you know, go for my yearly physicals, like, are you going to get your flu shots? I'm like, nope. Why not? Like, I don't want one. I don't get the flu. So why would I get a flu shot? Oh, yeah, but this and this. It's like, you guys say this all every time. And the one time I did it, and it might have just been happenstance. Like, it, it may have had nothing to do with the fact that I got a flu shot. But, you know, I can only live my life based on the experiences that have happened to me. And the less medication I have in my body, generally, the better I am. Now, I'm not to say I'm not against, I'm not against medicine, right? But I don't know. To, to say that you have to do this stuff and it's, ugh, and I, I, ugh, I don't get it. I don't get it, you know? Um, oh, shoot. Like, I know, I, I bet I can tell you since the, the beginning of this year, I know of 10 people under the age of 45 that have died from heart attacks. 10. Now, you tell me that's normal. You tell me that has... Like, people think you're conspiracy theorists, but, okay, what was the only thing that changed? Everyone was forced to get an experimental vaccine. Not saying, or you know what, honestly, quite frankly, though, I don't care. If people don't want to have that discussion, that's totally fine. You, you do what you want to do. I, I'm not concerned because I didn't, I didn't bow down. I didn't give up, right? Now, I was treated like a second-class citizen, and... At the same time, like there's people that are at high risk that, you know, have other physical problems. It was pro I think it was probably smart for them to do that, to get the vaccine, right? Like I've got nothing against it, but it was when you took these perfectly healthy human beings, young people, the prime health of your life is probably from age 15 to like 25. It's like, you guys have to get this shot. It's like, dude, man, these, these are the kids that can like go on ridiculous college parties and and you know play football the next day it's like i don't know i don't get the whole thing but i also don't know where we were going with this oh this the youtuber yeah yeah no i uh our last three um elite athlete level persons under 30 that passed away uh how, were not had not been vaccinated, hmm. but then I don't know a whole lot of people. I probably haven't whole, known a whole lot of people in my whole life, but I bet you I've known 10 people within three degrees of separation from myself that were all between the ages of 16 and 20 that passed away of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Now, none of, I don't think, but one of them was, overly athletic and he wasn't a like elite level athlete mm -hmm. you know it happens he had a congenital heart defect no i, I agree it happens but i, now, I like i know I 10 people this with, year uh, uh elite level athletes just dropping dead that's whether from a heart attack or not yeah but see in hockey that happens but then they don't that then we always we're thinking steroids like I'd say like every three to five years it's happened where a guy will come in, jump like off the bench. And this was long before COVID. And, uh, you know, I remember watching replays of coming off the bench, go to sit down and just fall over dead. 
But then in those situations, there's suspect um, steroid use and stuff like that too, right? So, Oh, yeah, and they're hockey players, so there's probably a couple of uh, concussions in their past. Yeah. Yeah. At least a couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but... Well, you know, I'm just I'm just glad it's all over. But I'm just yeah, we're I don't all know. overpopulated anyway. So you know. I don't know. I don't know if we I'm are not crying too much. Yeah, that and I didn't know them. So just those saying. those see like this. I know ten people that have died of heart attack. Like know of them. Talk to the people. Know them. There's some of the people like I used to hang out with when I was a teenager, at my age, and just. And you know what? I'm not saying it's maybe it was all just 100%, but I'm also like, that's just weird. That's just weird. But oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure that, you know, for a certain group of people, you know, if they get a saline injection, you know, a complete, utter uh, placebo, mm-hmm. something in their body will react to it and it'll kill them. Yeah. You know. Do you, do you know what the best part about the whole COVID shots were? <laughs> they didn't work. <laughs> it's like so some of the some of the brethren at Lodge said, oh, I got COVID for the fourth time. And I'm like, oh, have you been vaccinated? He's like, yeah, I've had five shots. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I mean, I, obviously I'm not laughing in his face, but it's like, I don't know for sure if I've ever had COVID. I got sick right at the beginning of it, like before anybody heard the word. But uh, no vax, never once, like, I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of folks that uh, that have been vaccinated and they've been like, yeah, I've had COVID three times. I'm like, so tell me this. Just give me a straight answer. Did your vaccine work? And like, well, we it could have been much worse than it was. I'm like, but, but, uh, open your eyes, people. I'm just saying your government only wants your best interests. Especially characters like Justin Trudeau. He cares more about being a civil servant, a heart of compassion for people, as opposed to money and deals. <laughs> and it came out that um, uh, there's they're doing investigations right now with him. Uh, some of the opposition were paid with Chinese by Chinese investors to to go with Trudeau and certain things in the elections. And so apparently we've got China meddling with our elections. It's coming out. But of course, that's to be expected. It's Justine Trudy. The she wonder. They find out today that he murdered the queen. And people vote him in. It- <laughs> people from the East. Well, you know, she was old. She's out of touch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, he, he could do whatever the hell he wants, and he does, and people will still vote him in. The young people of this country, I think, are like 99% woke. And then the Easterners, which are, sorry, <laughs> this is going to offend a lot of people, but mm, I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it, but yeah. Well, Ontario is Canadian for retarded. Yeah, they, like they literally, they voted that government in. So 
I feel like anyone in the East, they can't complain about the carbon taxes. Like our, our gasoline, the tax increase went up 30% April 1st. 30% increase on fuel. Are you kidding me? That's some bullshit right there. For what? Global warming? It's freaking snowing at the end of April right now, you dipshits. Have you ever heard of climate being cyclical and you don't have it figured out yet? Have you also ever heard about the fact that Canada is a very clean country? That if there is such a thing as global climate change, it's India, China that are doing it, which aren't doing anything to stop it. But yet you're taxing your citizens and you're taking their money and you're, oh, it's just so corrupt and so disgusting. I'm just like, <sighs> so it's nice to live out on a piece of property with a bunch of guns and a bunch of bullets. <laughs> All y'all can piss off. Yeah, those Easterners, they'll keep voting in Trudeau. Then they complain about the taxes and it's like, well, he's, he's your problem, man. This is your baby. Trust me, nobody in the West wanted him. And the way the system's set up, you guys have a larger vote than we do. Even though it's not, you know, it's not based on population. By population, he would have lost an election. But the way it's all rigged, you know, you get a couple of newfies in one area and they have more clout than the city of Calgary. It's just so stupid. Probably offending a lot of people right now. That's yeah, okay. The only good Newfoundland is a dog. That's right. We uh, <laughs> we always call Newfoundlanders squid squeezers, <laughs> cod coddlers, herring hoggers, lobster lovers. <laughs> it was funny though. Every like, I, I think everybody from Newfoundland lives in like Alberta. So many Newfies move here for work and then they retire back there. I don't. It's weird. And then they'll have these pickup trucks and they've got like an outline of Newfoundland or Lab. I don't even know which one's which. And it'll be like, it says The Rock because that's what they call it. And it's this big plastered vinyl in their whole back window of their truck. And I'm like, hmm. if The Rock is so good and, and everybody from the East moves here and they tell you how good it is out East. It's like, well, why are you here? I'm just curious. If Ontario, every, you know you'll meet someone from Ontario because they'll tell you they're from Ontario within the first 30 seconds of talking to them. And it's like, well, back in Ottawa, we did this. And back in Ottawa, it's like, why do you live in Alberta if Ottawa's that good? See, I was born in Calgary, Alberta, and I live in Calgary, Alberta. I think this is a place for me, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. One of our neighbors in Florida was from our Eastern Canada. And he used to always tout it's how great it was. <clears throat> you know, if, I mean, to the point where he got, he was getting so crazy about it. He would be like, you know, if Jesus would have been around long enough to retire, he'd have retired there. And why are you here? Yeah. Thousands and thousands of miles away. Yeah, I don't well, get that. Well, you know, a bunch of outsiders moved there and you ruined it. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> That's right. That's and he right. was getting all mad and his wife was like, just come in the house. You're not going to win. Yeah. It's not that great. I don't know why you think it was. It's funny. And it's funny and it turns out he's not really from there. You know, for all intents and purposes, he probably is because he they moved there, his family did, when he was 10, 9 or 10. But they were from the West Coast. 
hmm. of Canada. Oh, of Canada. Yeah. That's and just... uh, moved all the way to the East Coast. I'm like, well, that was weird. Yeah. But anyway, I guess you didn't like which which side of your ankles got wet. Yeah. But, uh, yep. And anyway, the wife was from there, originally born and raised, went back generations, and could not wait to get out of there. Hmm. It's like everything's gray, it's boring, and stupid. Hmm. Yeah, so. That's funny. Okay, whatever. I'm not mm. saying that gray and boring isn't my kind of place to be. Well, then you'd like it here right now because it's uh, gray and boring. <laughs> Brown. And I think the world would be a better place if it was just completely gray and boring. No, 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 Why? no. Why? No. Because you wouldn't have to wake up worried today about waking up tomorrow having a, a stupid reaction to a global pandemic. You wouldn't have to worry about taxes. You wouldn't have to worry about rigged elections. You know. If it was all green. Now, would boring? it have a lot of downfalls? Probably. But it wouldn't have those things. Yeah. But I can deal with all those things. I can't. I can. Just like... Pfft. Because now, all along, I thought, you know, trying to lie to myself, saying, you know, if you move out in the middle of nowhere, none of this stuff will touch. Yeah, you're touching me. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But it's it's all, you know, what you're are you going to do? Messing with What's that? my Monet. Don't be messing with my Monet, people. Who's Monet? Well, I don't get that expression. Money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying you, you got a secret you stash of. reducing. The worth of my Benjamins. Yeah. You better back up. I thought you were saying you're they're messing with your secret stash of mayonnaise that you don't want anybody to know about. My Monet. I thought that was your code that word for gross. Mayonnaise. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. I could. I can understand people's love affair with Trudeau more than I can people <laughs> liking mayonnaise. That's funny, Todd. That's funny. <laughs> So, you know, one thing like I scroll on you know, the old Instagram and uh, you ever see those those videos like cooking videos, real short, quick things, man, like I'm a sucker for those take like four seconds to make the thing and then five minutes to uncover it, the foil. No, mm-hmm. no, like they're, they're just like fast forward things like, OK, so when I saw yesterday, they just take a nice hoagie roll, like a nice hoagie roll cut it in half not even yeah about in half and then they kind of scrape a channel they pull the center of the dough out make a little channel in there what do they oh they put some italian spices some olive oil and looked like some tomato sauce put a couple piece of mozzarella in there and then they took a italian sausage cut it open and they put all the ground sausage on top like that stick it upside down on a griddle like and then cook it and then flip it and then cook it and so basically you've got like this open face sandwich and then they put uh oh shoot what's that stuff called as uh, some type of a nice green chutney on top and i look at this i'm like this looks so good phenomenally like on it's not healthy food in any way shape or form but i get i i, I look at these things and then i'll save them because i'm like oh i want to save this as a recipe for later and then of course instagram that's all it shows me now it's either hockey hits or cooking videos that's the only thing or dirt bike flips 
But man, I see these and I probably have about 10 different brilliant dinner ideas a day. And that's in like one 10 minute session. Just looking at Instagram, I'm like, oh, oh dude. And wanna... now with Facebook and Instagram, you don't even have to like something or heart it or save it or share it. If you're scrolling and your thumb gets tired and you pause too long on something, that's all you'll see. Really? Yeah. Tomorrow. You're like, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about that food because I, you know, I thought you were saying about your secret mayonnaise stash. And I'm like, speaking of delicious things, I wonder what Instagram has for me today. Oh, I got a, a FedEx delivery I have to go open our gate for. Ooh. Yeah, well, there's a, my gift card from Princess Auto so I can have a shopping spree again. Every three months they send me a nice fat gift card, but it's a signature required, so... It's either that or if I don't open the gate, then I have to drive into the city and pick it up. And I'm like, no, thank you. The people sending it to me are paying for this delivery service to my door, so I may as well honor it. But yeah, I got a couple of things to do. A bunch of stuff, actually. Oh, like I, I should get... But you know what we're thinking? We're kind of going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Man, I don't... I'm seriously, seriously debating if YouTube is even worth it at all anymore. I don't know that it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And it, the thing is, it's like, I, I did stuff before a certain way and it was fine, right? And I do things now, pff, nothing. Nobody cares. And I'm kind of like, eh. Like, uh, honestly, like, I'm seriously trying to figure out, like, maybe it's just the time to shut her down. You know, like, like, YouTube is completely different. It's not the same place. And there's changes that I don't understand. I don't know what they are. They don't communicate what they are. And, you know, I've gone through the whole thing with Studio 71 of paying a company like 25% of my earnings to help me grow my channel. And that was useless. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. And then I noticed too, like, uh, there's a lot of channels that I follow that have just really stopped posting content. And it's like, I, it, maybe it's just not worth it anymore. What do you think? I, it's, I think if YouTube is your job, you know, you stop work to make YouTube content. And you're not woke, nor will you ever be woke. You probably need to go back to work. Mm -hmm. But if you have a, if it's a hobby, sure, you make some supplemental income from it. Do it just for that. Your, the hobby, you know, of it. Because mm -hmm. uh, two of the channels I watched that were struggling with this very thing. You know, I don't know if it's worth it. You know, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Their channels really didn't take off again. Growing, they were plateaued for, you know, two years, three years. Until they decided, you know what? It's my channel. If you don't like it, go make your own. Mm -hmm. You know, don't complain about what I do. It's worth what you pay for it. You know? Yeah. You know, go suck a rotten egg. And then... um their loyal followers that really liked what they were doing 
at that point, when it was obvious that the creator wasn't trying to pander to a, min a minority of people, you know, then those folks started sharing with like-minded people. And now they're both channels are not skyrocketing, but they're steadily growing. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. That's what you got to do. But, um, no, it was funny. I guess the weird thing is that like back in the day, like before the adpocalypse, like when I had 30,000 subscribers, I made four times as much money as I did now. And so I guess maybe it's the fact that I've had that taste. I'm like, okay, this is full-time income. Like literally I could feed my family on this. And then now I've got like 290,000 and I'm like, it's a quarter of the money. And I'm like, okay, as a hobby, yes, sure. But at the same time, the way, like, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. And then I'm also like, maybe I've just made enough of them. Like, maybe I am don't want to. Like, the one thing you don't want to do is, like, just put whatever you want up and just have, like, the last couple of videos I put up, I'm, like, minus subscribers. And I know I've got other videos that I, that are have got me a lot. It's like, it, it, I did those two little tool videos. Um, you know, the little EDC tool pouch. Yeah. Like that one gained 6,000, 6,500 and some subscribers from that one video. And I'm like, you look at that and it's like, okay, well, it looks like I should just double down on that. But then I'm like, I don't really like that. That's a one video. And if I find another great toolkit, but you know, watch this one channel called last best tool. And he goes out and actively it's all he does is like tool reviews and I, the way he talks he sounds like he maybe ha, maybe has experience but at the same time like his tools aren't used you know he's just buying new tools and he's got a lot of them and he pumps out a couple videos a week and um mostly like hand tools but I'm like, oh, do I just go down that niche? And I'm like, I don't want to get niched down because that's when you get bored out of your mind, you know? And then the other one I did with my tool bag, my bigger thing, that one I've gained like over a thousand subscribers. And I'm like, so I wonder if these subs that I'm losing are just people that came for that. And then it's like, oh, you're making a knife? Sorry, not interested. But I don't know. I don't know. I think that's probably where it's at. It's just like, you know what? Piss on it all. If I want to do a video, I'll do a video, but... You know, at the same time, like if you don't do it on a regular, like, okay, every Saturday you have a video come out, then YouTube really doesn't feed it. You know, I don't know. It's just a weird place I'm at. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. know. Don't know if it's and time just to shut the channel down or what. And there's probably four or five times more people trying to be famous on YouTube than there was five, six years ago. Yeah. 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 There's people uh, need to go back to work at Starbucks and yeah get off the merry-go-round yeah exactly well and that's just the thing right it's like 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 you know put a certain amount of work into it and there's always this thing it's like you know what i bet if i just like crank like 80 hours a week 60 hours a week doing youtube it'll probably just start but i'm also like if i did 60 80 hours a week doing something else i could make a lot more money probably like, I don't know, like, like there's a chance that you can make it big and be like, okay, now you're, now you're making a couple million bucks a year. You're doing really well. But that is like, man, that is a small, tiny fraction of the top that could ever get that, you know? Yep. But 
who knows? Have you have you ever gone on a rumble? No, I haven't been on Odyssey nor Rumble. Okay, because I got I got an email from Rumble and they're like, listen, blah 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 blah. They've got higher payout for creators, and they've got a thing where you can basically I can transfer my entire YouTube channel onto Rumble. And I'm I'm kind of like, oh, but what if you did that and YouTube ended up coming out with a new term that, oh, you can't have this content anywhere else. And then it's like, I don't want to screw myself with YouTube. And then I'm also kind of like, you know what? You, I really don't. YouTube's been screwing me over by changing everything forever. Like, I like so many, like even like Peter McKinnon, right? Like he gets like no views now. He does like a video, last video was three weeks ago. He's got 5.86 million subscribers. His last video is 174,000 views. 219 like like he's like you'd think if you chose to watch his videos click subscribe maybe a fifth of the people that would do that would be like yeah i'm gonna watch so he should have a million at least a million views per video but he certainly doesn't you know what i mean like it's just so strange i don't understand it to me it is ununderstandable but yeah, whatever. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. Some of these big people that... Some of the people I see with millions of subscribers, I'm like, they had to have bought all of them. Because I can't believe anybody would watch even a single minute of this mm-hmm. person. But that's just me. Yeah. I also don't like makeup, so... There you go. Yeah, who knows, hey? I know I always get this like, it's like, oh, I'm super pumped to do some videos and blah, 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 blah. And then you do it and it's like, oh, yeah. Just so you know, you you just lost like 200 subscribers this week. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Later. And you know, I, I hear a lot of creators say this um, or something similar. You know, I got people saying, you know, I should make this kind of video or that kind of video. And I do, and nobody watches it. What I would do is whoever told me to make that kind of video, I would go back and see if they watched it. Mm -hmm. And if they, if I made a video they wanted to see or said they wanted to see, and then they didn't watch it, I wouldn't just block them on every social media outlet. I'd go to their house and kill their dog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Messing with somebody's livelihood. You know, the bummer is you can't find out if they've watched it or not. You know what I mean? Well, only you would think if they, you know, wanted a specific style of video, they would comment. Not everybody's me, you know. Mm -hmm. Some people comment on videos they didn't watch. Yeah. I hardly comment on anything. Yeah. One, because I'm honest enough with myself to know that no one cares about Todd's opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear ya. Oh, well. The conundrums of modern society and technology, hey? Yeah. I'll figure that all this out right after I figure out why people like Manning. Well, if you just tried mayonnaise, you'd, you'd figure it out, Todd. It's like putting a little sunshine in love. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tom. Um.
cool. I should probably go get on, finish up the work week. How are you doing your prime rib? Uh, if I do it, I'm going to do it just like I did the last one. Slow roast. Yep, in the oven. And then, well, uh, just rocket hot oven for 30 minutes and then lower it. Okay. To, you know, just barely, whatever method I use, whatever, you know, heat source I use, it'll be rocket hot for 30 minutes and then. Drop her down. Lower to, you know. Like 165, 180 no, right degrees on. for hours. Mm-hmm. That sounds good, man. Well, thanks, Todd. It was a good podcast here. Kind of brought up some of the old-timey podcasts and all that yeah. good stuff. The old classics. That's right. Hating on YouTube and the pandemic. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's right. Conspiracy theories. And mayonnaise. And drowning kittens. <laughs> Next, we drown them in mayonnaise. Hey, lucky cat right there. I'd sign up for that. <laughs> right on. Well, you have your good, yourself a good week there, Todd. All right. You too, Jeremy. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We will see you on the next one. Bye.